0: okay we are at the bottom of uh, 110b uh, we had been discussing various medicinal cures uh, and one of the things we said in terms of jaundice uh, that you had to bring uh, alexandrian uh, gum and a um, uh, and uh, an amount of alum and amount of garden saffron at, and you mix that together with beer uh, and it said if you do that you will a, a you, two out of those three things with the beer, uh, and uh, if you mix that in, you will become uh, uh, sterile. That's what it says. Uh, it says <laughs> uh, It says you drink, mix it with the beer, and then you will drink it. It will cure your jaundice. You will become sterile. Mishari, <laughs> are you even allowed to do such a thing? Vatani, we learned in the In Asur. How do you know that? Uh, castrating a person or making someone sterile by uh, thereby uh, is forbidden to do so. Talmud uh, Lomar, the pasuk in Emor says, "Lo Tasu, in your land, you should not do that. Uh, do that in your land. Uh, it's talking someone before the pasuk, the part before said, if your testicles are bruised or crushed or torn or cut, uh, you're not allowed to offer that to the to to Hashem. Uh, it's not talking about a person necessarily in that specific instance it's talking about animal you're not allowed to do this in your land the pasuk finishes off Uh, it says uh, you're not allowed to do uh, you're not allowed to do it to yourselves Uh, not just animals but humans as well that's what Rabbi Hanena says the first answer the Gemara gives it says no maybe when you're not intending to do it if you are intending to do it and you take a knife uh, and uh, cross straight an animal Or some kind of uh, scalpel, whatever the case is, and you castrate an animal, that's midcarven. Here, you are trying to cure jaundice uh, and and uh, and therefore you would be fine to do that uh, according to this and uh, uh, according to this opinion because yeah it happens on its own uh, as it were how do we know that that is a uh, permissible what happens if you want to prostrate a rooster uh, and, and as we said this uh, trans, uh, transgression would apply You're forbidden to prostrate uh, animals birds Birds, whatever humans, uh, all of them are included in the prohibition against castration. Uh, So, if you want to castrate uh, uh, this rooster, uh, you tell Carbalato you should uh, take off its uh, its comb, uh, uh, the the part above its head, and and then uh, that makes it um, impotent. Uh, Mr. Reis may I love it becomes impotent uh, by itself ok and that seems to be a, a proof for what we learned uh, if it becomes castrated uh, and uh, that's not your intention all you're doing here is taking off its uh, comb its uh, the the part on top of its head and therefore it, it becomes castrated by itself uh, so the Gomorrah says no uh, that's uh, you, you can't um, say that uh, it says Vama Ravashi Ravashi says about that uh, Rama uh, who uh, the nakita uh, lay uh, and uh, and therefore what Rav Ashi says he says no uh, the fact is that uh, taking off the the rooster's comb makes it self conscious uh, and then it's almost as if it doesn't want to engage uh, in um, relations and as a result it becomes castrated on its own but uh, in terms of uh, physical castration you would be forbidden to do such a thing. Okay, uh, and uh, and therefore uh, we say ella saris uh, we, uh, we reject that answer, uh, and we say well maybe it's to do uh, with a person that was already prostrated and uh, and therefore making him more more sterile uh, doesn't it doesn't help because he's already prostrated. so so maybe you would uh, be allowed to feed this jaundice potion to this guy. No, Rav Chia Abba said in the name of Rav Yochanan of Chomudin. Ve'mechametz, acham mechatemay, mechametz. Shu'u Anyone that makes something chametz after it's already chametz is liable. So, in other words, further making something forbidden is not allowed. What are we talking about here? Yeah? Uh, we're talking about. Uh, a meal offering that uh, you have to make unleavened, there are no uh, leavened uh, menachot, uh, and uh, we see that uh, you have to keep it, uh, it's forbidden to make it uh, leavened. If you go and it becomes leavened, uh, if you increase that amount of leavening, uh, that is problematic as well. Uh, and therefore because the Pasuk says Lord Tafer Khamate, you're not ever allowed to make it uh Khamates, Lord and you're not allowed to uh, it says bake it and Lord Taser Khamates. Uh, a double uh, statement, uh, either made or baked, uh, with leaven. So whatever you do uh, you are would be liable. Uh, and uh, and therefore, so the same thing would apply here. If you castrate an animal or a human, uh, that even though they're already castrated, that is still uh, defined as messing with their reproductive organs, and as a result, you'd be liable for this behavior. Uh, and uh, it's a negative commandment. You would get lashed. For such a thing uh, and we quote the Pasuk uh, as we mentioned uh, this is the first part of that Pasuk which we hadn't quoted up until now we just uh, quoted it outside uh, it says those whose testicles are bruised, crushed, torn or cut uh, is not allowed to be offered to Hashem as an offering and the Gemara learns out the fact that it needed to say all of those things, uh, what happens uh, if it is where the uh, the testes are cut uh, in other words the, the, the reproductive part of the testes has been cut um, uh, if it is um, uh, detached uh, how much more so uh, would it be liable? So therefore, ella is a cane, So therefore we have to come up with another answer we're talking about. Uh, a Cain, an old person uh, that is uh, unable to reproduce. And that would be the, the, the situation that we're talking about here. Gemara says, listen, even that, uh, Rabbi Yochanan said, actually, uh, there's certain potions that I've had, it says, uh, restored me to my earlier virility, my youth, As a result, so we see that even an old person might be able to uh, get back his additional vigor, etc. So maybe even castrating an old person is no good. Ella Bisha. So we finally set on an Isha, uh, a woman who has, uh, and and, and according to this understanding, a woman, because she has no obligation to uh, reproduce, she doesn't have the mitzvah of pruravu, uh, then she can be made sterile. Uh, but according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Baraka, who is an individual uh, opinion that says a woman does have uh, uh, the uh, mitzvah on her to uh, reproduce a uh, pru what can we say about that? Uh, if you were uh, dealing here with an old woman uh, that uh, is unable to uh, physically uh, reproduce anymore or one that was barren already, uh, and if she, she can't conceive, she couldn't conceive before, so too. She, it's not going to help uh, to, I mean, it won't be problematic uh, to make her, as it were, more uh, impotent. You could uh, do that again, and uh, she should be, uh, you know, cause giving her this the potion to uh, take away for this jaundice uh, wouldn't be a problem for her. Alright, uh, there is a lot more to say, practical halakha, uh, etc., but we won't leave that, uh, we'll leave that for later, we won't deal with that now. Alright, the Mishnah then uh, moves on, uh, this is... Um the last Mishnah uh, in this peric uh, as follows: Mishinav Lo Igma If you are worried about pain in your teeth, uh, you can't uh, sip vinegar uh, through them on Shabbat. Uh, if you, you know, if, 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 to make yourself better. However, Aval <laughs> Um, and in uh, you can uh, sip it. Uh, sorry, you can dip it uh, your bread uh, in vinegar. You can soak it, and then put the bread in your mouth. Uh, and if you get healed that way, uh, then that is uh, fine to get healed. So, in other words, it's a non-recognizable way of uh, curing yourself uh, through this vinegar. But sipping vinegar through the teeth is uh, clearly being done for medicinal purposes. And as a result, would be uh, forbidden. nav. If you have got pain in your in your legs, loya sochiyan v'chometz. You can't put uh, wine and vinegar on them on Shabbat. Uh, that was uh, that would be also seen as hundred uh, percent done as a cure. Um, and we had that earlier uh, except if it was on the back of your hand or the back of your foot uh, we said that uh, there, there was a, a donkey a case of a donkey that had stamped on one of the rabbi's hands or foot uh, feet and uh, he had replied that and he said surely we brought this as a as a, as a thing uh, as, a, as a kasha saying that you shouldn't do such a thing surely it's curative and we say no uh, in that case it was a uh, it, it's highly dangerous so once something is highly dangerous uh, you have to, uh, you have to do it. You're entitled to break Shabbat. Okay, uh, and that's wine and, and, uh, and vinegar. You can't put wine and vinegar on. well, Sachu You could put. Uh, oil on and uh, smear oil on it uh, and then therefore that would be fine. The uh, Lord Shem varied, we qualify this and we say uh, oil is good as long as it is not uh, rose oil. Rose oil obviously extracted from the petals of roses is an extremely uh, expensive uh, kind of uh, oil and therefore clearly uh, very much so being used for medicinal purposes exclusively uh, and as a result uh, is not allowed because that it's, it's uh, recognisable that you're using this type of thing on Shabbat. However, uh, b'nai milakim, children of, uh, of of kings, i.e. princes, varied uh, al they can uh, smear oil uh, on themselves. dark. So uh, because uh, they, these uh, princes can uh, put rose oil on themselves during the week, uh, now we have a very famous line, Rabbi Shimon, may Israel All Jews are, are essentially princes, and therefore they can use this uh, very expensive oil uh, on themselves as well. Okay, so the Gemara picks up. Ramilei Rav Acha, a uh, Arika, so he was the the tall uh, Abba Arika. Uh, uh, he was the tall Arika means long. Uh, he was the tall Acha. Um, <coughs> the how uh, Rav Acha His real name was Rav Acha Ba Papa. Uh, he's the Rabbi Abba. So he says Rabbi Abba Tzanan. In terms of the Mishnah, it says if you're not allowed to sub vinegar through your teeth. it says Lamaimre do chometz uh, uh, is, is, uh, this implies that vinegar would be a good thing uh, to sip through your teeth and it's only because it looks medicinal that you can't do it on Shabbat but that gets con- um, contrasted uh, with a Pasuk uh, which says as uh, follows there is a verse in uh, Proverbs that says uh, something is uh, like vinegar to the teeth and like smoke to the eyes uh, so, in other words, it sounds like vinegar is very bad for your teeth. So we say, Lord Kasha, hi, de big de hi, bechala. One is a type of uh, vinegar that is derived from fruit, that is very bad for yourself, uh, bad for your. Uh, teeth, uh, but when it's normal, chala, this normal uh, wine vinegar uh, that is good for your teeth. Iba, I have another answer uh, to this question. Hi, both of them are talking about vinegar. Hi, uh, deka maka, it's when you have got a sickness, then that you can drink uh, this vinegar and uh, it will cure yourself, cure you. Hi, uh, later maka, but sometimes uh, when you when you haven't got a sickness, then it's injurious uh, to you. A very similar kind of idea in terms of medicine uh, which uh, normal medicine it can be if you are sick uh, then it makes you can make you feel better however uh, if you're well and uh, you have that type of medicine it can make you feel very sick so it it does uh, have that um, those kind of properties uh uh the other one, sorry, uh is um and uh and also just to to expand on this, uh where it says, um hi another answer. Hi sorry, we we did say this, but we'll just say it again. Hi, uh one is where you've got a a saw over there, the, the the that vinegar will cure it. The if you haven't got a sore, it will be bad for you. If you have got a a, a wound or a sore, then it will cure it. If not, uh, it will be it will make a wound. It's not good for your teeth. Okay, You can't sip vinegar through your teeth on Shabbat. Vatanya yigmah for late. Aval uh, it says if you if the, the way you're not allowed to do it is sip it in and then spit it out. That is clearly uh, you're doing it as kind of gargle or whatever the case is in terms of that. That is clearly for uh, uh, medicinal purposes. Um, however, uh, you can sip it and swallow it. That might be that you're just drinking something. It's not obvious at all uh, if you if you drink it uh, that uh, it is for uh you're doing it for uh purposes. Um so therefore in our Mishnah uh, what we're talking about here when it says to, you know sip vinegar through your teeth, it must be sipping it through and then spitting it out. Uh and that's why it wouldn't be allowed. no uh, even if uh, if you it's talking about uh, sipping it and then swallowing it there's no problem with that uh, really the difference is um, you sipped the vinegar before you have put your food in it uh, so it's like quite uh, you know, in, in terms uh, of that it means you're still going to it's, you're acting it really it is acting as an appetizer uh, and, and then that's fine as opposed to uh, sipping vinegar after you've dipped everything in there uh, in which case, um, you it, it's kind of vinegar after the meal or, or something like that. You've already eaten uh, stuff and then you're now dipping it in. It's, it would be quite obvious uh, from your behavior that you're doing this for um, medicinal purposes. And uh, Gomorrah comments on that. I have an name. Here. And if nay, tibul shari, lacha tibul nami shari. So it doesn't make sense not to say uh, once it's it's able to be dipped beforehand and then eaten, it, dip, dipping it after eating uh, should also be perfectly fine. Uh, because Ravat definitely must hold of the principle of hoil, uh, which comes up, uh, it's a principle that comes up quite a lot uh, in Gomorrah. It means that. If you can do it in one place, uh, you can do it in another place. Uh, We have a concept like this on uh, Yomtev where we say that you'd be able to uh, wash yourself uh, in terms of uh, with, with hot water. Why? Because you can really use hot water for eating purposes, so too, you can use hot water to wash yourself. So th- this kind of principle comes up. It's a, a general principle, uh, and uh, over here specifically, what we're saying is uh, is that uh, you are you should be allowed to do it beforehand, uh, afterwards, because you can do it beforehand. It doesn't make any sense to differentiate, and. Um, there is another example uh, in terms of a, uh, a going to the mikveh. Uh, the question is, is that even though that, uh, you might think that dipping yourself in the mikvah is a, uh, similar to what is known as in kli, it fixes up a utensil, i.e. you become pure, uh, and you might think that you wouldn't be allowed to do that on Shabbat, uh, so too we said that you are allowed to do it on uh, Shabbat. Uh, you, you would be allowed to do it uh, on, on Shabbat. And once you're allowed to do it on Shabbat, uh, is that uh, you, we, we say that you are allowed to do it on Shabbat, and then once you're allowed to do it on Shabbat, uh, you are also then allowed to do it... Uh, well, the question is, are you allowed to do it on Yom Kippur? Uh, Rava, and Rava says about uh, this, and Rava's statement uh, is as follows, uh, Like. Midi de Shari Kipurim There can't be anything that is allowed on Shabbat in this case, immersion, and that is prohibited on Yom Kippur. I.e., uh, because you could do it on Shabbat, it implies it means that it implies that you can do it on Yom Kippur as well, uh, and uh, that's what we say. Well, but a Shabbat Shari because you're allowed to do it on Shabbat, Yom Shari. So he would even allow you uh, to uh, go to the mikveh on Yom Kippur. Uh, and uh, surely, so that he would, we would, we should surely, we should say that um, uh, you know, there's Rabbah himself. Surely, we should say that he would hold uh, it that that you can dip uh, in afterwards as a, as well as dipping in beforehand. Uh, there shouldn't be a difference. And the Gemara. Uh, answers to that uh, the question that it raised about Rava surely he would have allowed it. We say Hada bay Rava Rava changed his mind uh, and said that you aren't allowed to subpena emimai um, uh, the Mahanach. How do you know that he stopped, changed his mind, he stopped uh, saying about vinegar? Maybe he changed his mind about uh, going to the mikvah on Yom Kippur. We shouldn't have entertained that thought. uh why uh is a brighter that says uh, anyone that needs to go to the mikveh on a specific day uh, still goes to the mikveh at uh, when they need to go band with tishabab band yom interestingly enough um we say that they could even go to the mikveh on tishabab and yom kippur uh, this is uh, obviously not a brighter that we hold like halokha lamasa uh, but just uh, you know from uh, the 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 root of this uh, concept what it 's talking about uh, is that you, you know, if there is a mitzvah to go on a specific day, then you need to go on that specific day, and that is what uh, we are talking about here. As mentioned, uh, we definitely close our mikvahot on uh, on both Tishah and uh, Yom Kippur. Uh, we say that because it's got no practical relevance. Uh, then, uh, I, a wife can't be with her husband on that day, so too. There is uh, we 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 tell them we you know, let the woman wait until the following evening. Right. <coughs> uh, quoting the Mishnah HaKhoshesh, uh, B'motnav, if you've got pain in your legs, uh, you, can't, you can't put, you can put oil on them. Uh, it says you can't put, um, uh, uh, you know, this is one of the things it said, you can't put uh, oil on it. Uh, it says you could put normal oil on it, but not uh, rose oil on it. Okay, I'm a Rabbi Shimon said you were allowed to. Uh, I'm a uh, Rabbi Abba Barazavda Amarav, um uh Rabbi Abba Bhazavda Amarav uh says Halakha <laughs> Rebishimon. The lacha actually goes like Rabbi Shimon. Now maybe uh the Rav, Rabbi Shimon's very la do we say that uh, Rav holds like Rabbi Shimon Vama Rav uh Shibhi Bahir Mishmah Rav Rav Shumi Bahia says in the name of Rav um, Hyp uh, the the in terms of a, uh, this uh, ba- uh, this piece of rag that you've uh, squeezed into the barrel to act as uh, to block uh, the wine coming out is um place we would put a spigot. You've now blocked it up. With a, uh, a rag it says Asu uh, la biyoma tava, you can't push that uh, rag inside on yomtov. The reason being is that you're going to end up squeezing uh, the the wine, or you know the, it's going to get wet, and you're going to squeeze that liquid uh, in it whether its wine or beer, whatever the case is. Uh, you'll squeeze it in, uh, and uh, and surely we should say uh, that um, if, if Rav said that, you're not allowed to. Uh, do this uh, uh, and that seems to go against uh, Rabbi Shimon because if we assume that this is uh, a davar shaynu mit kave, you don't have intention for this, your intention is not to squeeze the thing out, your intention is to block the barrel, uh, the intention not to squeeze any liquid out the cloth so that seemingly that goes against Rebbe Shimon no, by he, I feel a Rabbi Shimon more no, in this case, even Rebbe Shimon would agree uh, because uh, d- a buyer Rava, Dama Tavai, because both the Ba and Rava say, and Morda Rabbi Shimon, Loyamut This is an inevitable consequence uh, that uh, where you would push this rag in, it would definitely uh, get water squeezed out of it. As a result, uh, it would be forbidden to do so. Even Rabbi Shimon, in this case, uh, would agree with that. Okay, so carrying on, Vamrav Kiyabba Ashi, Amrav. Rav Kiyabba Ashi said that Rav said, Halacha Krabi Huda. You know, specifically, so it's going opposite to Rabbi Shimon in this case. Rav Khanan Barabai, Amma Shmuel, Halacha Krabi Shimon. And Rav Khanan Bar Ami said that Shmuel said the Lacha goes like Rabbi Shimon. So we see that uh, Rav is definitely signing with Rabbi Huda against Rabbi Shimon. Rav Kiyabba Aven Martin Labero Kaveh Rav Kheba Avin said the same thing without mentioning different uh, people's names, and he says, Rav Amma Halakha Huda, Halakha Okay, so there's different versions uh, of this, but in any case, we see that Rav does not hold like um, Rabbi Shimon, but instead he's disputant, Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, Ella Amarava. So the answer to this uh, is that Ani, V'ari, Sheba me and the line of the group. Tagima, uh, we explain this. Umani, Rabbi Kiyaba Avin, that was Rav Kiyaba Avin, that's called the line of the group. Halacha, Rabbi Shimon, V'lav Mishmai. Uh, the laughter goes like Rebishmon but not for his reason uh, what does that mean ama laughter Rebishmon volo it's ama what does that mean ila ima halakha Rebishmon teshari you say that loch is like Rabbi Shimon, uh, who says that uh, who allows you uh, to, uh, to to put on this rose oil. Uh, so we said that loch goes like him, but for his, not for his reason. Rabbi Shimon holds Masi. He says that uh, because it heals, Rav Sava Masi. Rav said that it doesn't. Uh, heal, and that's why you put it on uh, on Shabbat. It says the uh, Rav de D'Lo masi You know, um, does it really? Is it really so? The Rav holds that it doesn't heal. V'ha'Mikutani b'Nay Menachim Sachen al Gabe Makotahem Shemin V'irid. It says specifically in the Bracha uh, that uh, if they put these. Oil, they smear this oil on their wounds. Uh, That means that why would you smear oil on your wound if it doesn't help? Okay, and Miklada uh, Masi. It must be that it actually does help. Ella halocher k'ribe Shimon. We still we go. So therefore, what does it mean? We try again. We say that haloch goes k'ribe Shimon that it's allowed uh, to to do it. V'lo mitamei. we not because of his reason why. The do he or Rabbi the uh, idu Rabbi Shimon. our Rabbis Rabbi hold a falgav the law shchiach. Rabbi Rabbi says. That un- even though it is uncommon uh, and and therefore quite expensive uh, and, and and someone who's using it, uh, anyone who sees him will see that uh, that person is definitely using it for medicinal purposes. Uh, still, despite all of that, we say shari. He would still say that you can do something like that. Uh, Rav Sava, Rav says no. Ishkiach uh, in ilosh It says that if it is in a, a specific place, uh, you might get to a place where they've they've. Uh, uh, everyone could be very rich or whatever the case is where they, they use this oil a lot. In those kind of places, then it's fine. Uh, and if not, uh, not. Uh, then then it wouldn't be good. Uh, you know, Elor Shkiach Lor. But Atra, Shkiach, Mishka uh, Devarada. And in Rav's place, uh, these roses were common, and as a result, that's why he said, uh, squeezing your rose, uh, anointing yourself with rose oil on Shabbat would be fine, uh, but in a place where it's not common, uh, he would agree with the rabbis. Okay, Hadronach uh, Shmona we've dealt uh, with the, the um, uh, the 14th uh, chapter. Now, chapter 15, uh, we, we move on into tying, uh, and uh, the, we're going to see uh, a number of different uh, things here. We're going to see uh, as an introduction, uh, tying that is totally forbidden, uh, tying that is um, uh, forbidden on a derotzer level tying. That is forbidden to a, on a rabbinical level, and tying that is perfectly permitted. So we can have these three types uh, of of tying. sharem. Uh, uh, these are the knots. Shei uh, that you'd be liable for bringing a Khatat on Shabbat. Kesher uh, gmarim v'keshem Safanin. Uh, a, a, a camel driver's knot uh, and, and one uh, belonging to a sailor those are, are both permanent knots and therefore you're not allowed to make them on Shabbat Shu Uh, The same way, you're liable for tying them and not to be liable for untying uh, these permanent knots. The knots that are meant to stay there, if you untie them, uh, that is uh, uh, punishable as well. If you can undo uh, the knot with one hand, uh, says Rabbi Meir, and you don't have to use both hands or put in a lot of effort. Uh, it's uh, it, it, uh the loose kind of not like that. He says is not a problem, and therefore, uh, you know, you wouldn't be hired for such a thing. All right, so the Gomorrah picks up a short little Gomorrah piece over here, and uh, my Keser. Uh, in terms of a camel driver's knot and a sailor's knot, what are we talking about? It's one thing if you tie uh, the, the part to the camel's nose ring in order to to go and pull it, and also one to um, uh, you know to, to tie a nose to that ring, and then uh, and also to put over a ship. Um, uh when it, when the ship is docked uh, obviously all of those 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 things are obviously not uh permanent because obviously what you want to do you're not going to leave uh this uh nose ring uh rope inside the animal inside the animals thing inside the uh, the, the where you, you tied it to also uh, you're not uh, going to, uh, you know, put a, a a moor a boat to a uh, to a, a dock over there with with a permanent knot because obviously you want to take the boat away at a point in time. So all of those things um, aren't can't be the the case that we are talking about that because uh, uh, that's uh, those are definitely non permanent ropes uh, because they are are made to be untied ella. The, 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 uh, um, what we are talking about. Uh, this camel driver's knot is the knot uh, inside the actual nose ring itself that fixes the nose ring uh, into the camel's nose assuming that there was a kind of fixing thing there is, as well as a part of some kind of string over there and also uh, where you tie the actual uh, ring itself to the to the ship uh, then you put the, the rope through that ring uh, and, uh, and then tie the other half to the to the moor okay um, and to the dock okay good and those are the ropes that are never uh, changed. Okay, and therefore permanent. Okay, Rabbi Maia Omer, call Kesher, thing that you can untie with one hand, let's understand this. Rabbi Rav Achav Dai, to the Mar-Acha. the mother of Maracha, said, Avina. Aniva, sorry, the Rebbe uh, Mau. In terms of a bow, what would Rebbe Maya say about a bow? On the one hand, uh, On the one hand, you can untie a note with one of your hands, and, and so too, if you have a bow, you could um, untie it with, uh, with one hand, and, uh, and therefore, uh, if you would tie that kind of thing beforehand, uh, you wouldn't be... Uh, punishable Uh, that's on the one hand it says um, that um, uh, Vahai Nami here too you can Uh, you can untie it with one hand so then that would be uh, good, uh, yeah, but on the other hand, though, or Dilma time at Rebbe Meir. What's Rebbe Meir's reason? And we show the law. In terms of, uh, if you tie, uh, the, 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 what we what we mean when we say you tie it with one hand or not it with one hand, we say it's quite loose, uh, and this one is tight and therefore you um, uh, wouldn't be allowed. Uh, you would be to tie it on Shabbat. So there, therefore, that is the two sides. Of Rebbe Mayer, we're not sure which one it is, and we leave it as taiku, uh, we leave it as unresolved. Okay, uh, we will stop there a little bit before the end of the page, but uh, uh, you know, we, we, uh, there's no point in just saying the Mishnah, uh, we'll leave that until tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone should have a great day.